Cisco Live 2021 Network Design Sessions, Episode 85. Hey, it's that time of the year, my friends. It's Cisco Live time next week. And that means it's time for my list of Cisco Live 2021 Network Design Sessions. If you are looking to just be a better network designer, or if you're going after your CCNP, ENSLD, or the CCDE, this show is for you. Let's go! Welcome back, my friends, nerds, geeks, and ziglets out there. We have another episode of the ZigBits Network Design Podcast, where zigabytes are faster than gigabytes. We strive to provide real-world context around technology. What's up, everybody? I hope everyone is doing great. Zig Ziga here, and welcome to episode 85 of the ZigBits Network Design Podcast. Once again, my name is Zig Ziga, and I am here to help you with network engineering, network design, and network architecture. And today we are going to cover down on my list of the Cisco Live 2021 network design sessions. This is a short list of what we truly need to focus on from a network design perspective. And this is what you should do. It's a curated list just for you to be a better network designer, to go after your CCMP, ENSLD, and to go after that CCDE if you are on those journeys. Before we jump in, though, I want to tell you about something truly, and I mean truly, awesome. At the request of the ZigBits Discord community, I have opened up my network design course. Yes, it's open right now. So here's the, the scenario, the situation. The ZigBits Discord community asked me to be agile and to publish what's already completed. So I have... Stage one through stage five of my course is published. I'm working in the last three stages currently, and as soon as they are ready to be published, they will be out there for all to consume. The purpose, again, of this course is to make you the best network designer you can be. It's targeted to everyone in this amazing network industry, network community, no matter if you're just starting out, coming out of college, coming out of high school, or if you have been a 30-year veteran, network engineer, network designer, network architect. This course is going to change your career and your life. Hey, if you're interested and want to hear more, go to zigbits.tech slash DNA. Hey, and until April 30th, 2021, you can use this discount code, Best Network Designer, all one word, all caps, to save 10% at checkout. If you have any questions, you can reach out to me in the Discord server or on my email at zig at zigbits.tech. So next week starts Cisco Live 2021. And this Cisco Live is different. It's unique, even unique from last year's first digital event. This year, it's a merger of multiple Cisco Lives worldwide together into one Cisco Live. So we are merging Cisco Live US uh, or Americas. And then we're merging Cisco Live Europe and Asia Pack all into one digital massive event that's happening next week. Now, the dates are different depending on where you are. The Americas is happening March 30th and 31st. The APJ, ABJC, and Amir are happening March 31st and April 1st. And you can go to CiscoLive.com to check out the dates. Any more information about the broadcast event, what's happening live, what's happening um, on demand, etc. Just by going to Cisco.live, uh, CiscoLive.com. <laughs> I can't do that. Um, <laughs> that was funny. So a couple things I want to highlight today. Um, before we get into the session list, the network design focused session list. Now, we'll be quick, we'll be clear, we'll be concise. So real quick, there's going to be different sessions types this year. There's sessions over you. There's the broadcast sessions, which means these are live broadcast sessions that are happening during the event. And there's about 105 of them. 
And there's a group of anytime sessions or on-demand sessions, which are 378 of them. And then we have connected learning sessions where some additional sessions, and those are 127. And those are all proximate numbers at the time of recording and checking the catalog. Now, I want to go through a couple things that are in the catalog so you are aware that they are options for you. So first thing, okay, the way that they have broken out the catalog this year, we have different channels. Now, these are different channels that the sessions are going to be uh, aired on, if you will. So we have the Innovation Channel, Leadership Channel, Empowered Teams Channel, Transformation Infrastructure Channel. And, I mean, they have a number of channels that you can choose from. So you have an option here to choose some the channel based on the name and what you're focusing on. Um, but then you also have what's called learning maps. So if you go in and you need to learn a specific uh, technology or architecture or bucket, like let's say you're going to learn cloud, you can click the cloud learning map and there's specific subsets in that cloud learning map. There's one for application experience and multi-cloud solutions. And if you click one of those bubbles, um, you will get the list of sessions that fall into that learning map. So it's really click, really clear and quick for you to identify, hey, I, I'm going to focus on maybe cloud and multi-cloud solutions. So that you get a quick list of all the sessions that are filling into that learning map, which is kind of cool, right? So if you're focused on an exam or a technology bucket or an architecture like data center or just networking or security, that's what those learning maps are there for you. Then we also have what's called session type. And the session type is, uh, there's a lot of different session types this year. There's birds of a feather. There's breakout, which we're familiar with. There's customer success story. There's dev not work, dev net workshop, not dev not workshop. There's dev net workshop. There's hands-on labs. Um, innovation talk, keynote, which we all know what the keynote is, I think, at this time. We got lightning talks, meet the author. We got PSO, which is product or strategy overview, and then thought leadership. So a lot of different options for session types, and you're going to want to pick the ones that make the sense for you. And we still have our technology bubbles where we can sort by a technology um, keyword like 5G, DevNet, data center, enterprise architectures, IoT. Um, there might be optical, programmability, routing, just some high-level ones. There might be some specific uh, solution-based tags as well, like SD Access, SD WAN, SecureX, etc. But that's the technology um, keyword that you can filter on. And the last one I want to talk about real quick is the pass type. And I'm not going to go into detail as I as I articulate the sessions here, what their pass type is, but there is two different pass types this year. There's Explore Pass and All Access Pass. And I want you to know that some sessions are going to be available on both. Some sessions are only going to be available on one. And you have to check that out. And so I just I just you know give you a heads up. I'm going to go through the session list that I have today. And some of those might be scheduled sessions that you would have to schedule during the broadcast. And you might have to have a specific pass type, maybe a paid pass type, um, to access that session. Whereas some sessions may just be free for everyone. And then some sessions might be on the Explorer pass versus the All Access pass. All right, that was my, my breakdown kind of real quick of how we can filter the catalog to fit your needs. And now we're going to jump right into our sessions, our network design-focused sessions. And we actually have a good number of them this time. Um, we have, if I count real quick, we have 33, 33 network design sessions for Cisco Live US 2021. All right, so we're going to go in not any particular order. Actually, we're going to do alphabetical order based on the 
um, session ID. So that's how we're going to break this out today. And the first one, the first couple are all ACI in the session ID. So it's BRK ACI. And this one is dash 1003. This is ACI Brownfield Migration, Real World, Real World Experiences and Best Practices. So I think this is critical, right? Um, and and uh, if you follow these before and years, years past, I'm a big fan of Brownfield Migrations and what happened? What was the status? What happened in that brownfield migration? What were the lessons learned? What was done? What became best practice? And then how can you take that information and apply it to your own ACI? Or if we bring it up to a vendor agnostic perspective, software-defined data center brownfield migration. So go check that one out. If you don't know anything about software-defined data center or even specifically ACI, go check that one out. It's going to have some good real-world best practices, lessons learned about brownfield migrations from a data center fabric. All right, next one is BRKACI-2008. This is end-to-end policy from the campus to the data center and back. A packet journey with SDA to ACI. So that's kind of a cool concept, right? And the reason why I added this is it's really a cross-architecture play. So we have ACI, which is in the data center fabric, and we have SDA, software access, and the LAN or campus fabric. And so how do we go from one fabric to the other fabric, but this is end-to-end policy. And if you know these these protocols at a high level, they do things a little differently from a policy standpoint. So how do we instantiate a true end-to-end policy between these two different fabrics? That right there is a lesson in itself. Even if you don't want to focus on the, the Cisco-specific solutions, just knowing how to ensure policy enforcement and policy segmentation and segregation between these different places in the network is critical. All right, our next one is BRKACI2398. This is Ansible and Terraform accelerating accelerating ACI fabric deployments. So you're going to see a good theme today. There's a good number of automation and DevNet, DevOps programmability feel here. Uh, I want to I get that across to everyone that while we're talking about network design, we have to include evolving technologies because they have a huge implication on network design, specifically programmability and automation. And so here we have Ansible and Terraform. And it's not necessarily that you need to know how to leverage these 100% from a design perspective, but you need to know the implications that they provide. What capabilities do they give to your customers or to your companies, your organizations? And so this is a good case study, I feel like, that can show you how to use Ansible and Terraform. And it really accelerates rates your deployments of the fabric of ACI. Our next one is BRK ACI-2591. This is data center journey to multi-cloud using automation and ACI anywhere. So there's a number of buzzwords here, and one of them is multi-cloud. So you're going to see if I can find a multi-cloud session, I'm going to add it because it's like the new best thing. Everyone's talking about multi-cloud, but I want you to understand what it truly is and what the implications are of multi-cloud. When you're designing a solution, and someone says, I need multi-cloud, what does that mean? What does it mean from a culture, a governance perspective? What does it mean if they don't have it? What's the impact to their organization if they don't have multi-cloud? But in, on, a, on a follow-on to that, and it may not necessarily be included in this session, but I want to follow on to that is that when they have multi-cloud, are they building their applications in a way they can actually be leveraged in a multi-cloud world? Because if you build applications that leverage proprietary cloud capabilities, you can't be in a multi-cloud world. 
You have to refactor your application, refactor that code. So you have to be very clear. Your application development process has to have a way, almost like a middleware, to build its application with things that are part of the application, functions, methods, whatever. And then you have a middleware that connects into the provided cloud environments features. And so you can detach the decoupling or the hard coding of those proprietary features, the proprietary cloud features into that code base. So you can move between the different cloud vendors. So you can move between AWS and Azure and Google and whoever, whatever cloud out there, but you know, in 10 years from now, all the different cloud providers. You want to be able to move between them when we're talking about multi-cloud. So our next one here is BRKARC-2018. This is, um, are your endpoints trustworthy? Ooh, are your endpoints trustworthy? No, no, they're not. They're never going to be trustworthy. So uh, that's just the jab. But the point of this session here, this is going to be really focused on identity and zero trust, zero trust architecture, and how to ensure that you can trust your, your endpoints. What do you need to do to trust your endpoints? What do you need to, to have? Are you going to profile the devices? Are you going to authorize and authenticate the users and the devices? And then how are you going to identify them and put them into a trust category that makes sense for you? And zero trust is huge. And endpoint trustworthiness is huge. So if you don't know anything about those 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 topics, there's going to be a couple more sessions in this list uh, today that, that will talk about zero trust as well that you should follow. Zero trust is a very, very big architecture framework that you all, sh you all should know. BRK CLD-2027. This is a lessons learned by infrastructure engineers running production apps on Kubernetes. Ooh, Kubernetes. Uh, so... I like lessons learned. I think we've all talked about that in the past. If we can find something that has some lessons learned um, and it's a good use case, let's do it. Now, this is cloud. So this is going to be a cloud-focused session. So they're probably focusing on Kubernetes in the cloud um, and, and running production apps that way. Um, but good lessons learned, and, and this could help you when you make design decisions. Our next one here is BRKCLD-2036. AI ops, infrastructure as code, and application optimization. Everyone these days is throwing infrastructure as code out there. Uh, so I think we as designers, as network designers, we need to know what the implications are of infrastructure as code. But more importantly, how do we properly tell our organ an organization to how to set that up? Right? Because that's the implications there. They've probably never done infrastructure as code before. How do they set that up? What, does, what are the governance? What are the culture? What are the processes? How do they start doing agile frameworks or Kanban uh, pipeline frameworks or CICD? I mean, the, the list keeps going on and on and on. But the point is that as a network designer, you should know these things and be able to explain them from a capability standpoint to your user base, to your customers, and to your organizations. Our next one is BRKCLD-2086. IT ops in the DevOps world, how to utilize Intersight, Kubernetes, and Terraform to converge the world. Uh, so this is actually a pretty similar one. It's mixing AI ops, it's mixing IT ops, it's mixing Kubernetes, Terraform. So again, this is kind of an overlap one. If you have to choose one of these, I would choose either this one or the other one that had Kubernetes in it, the uh, CLD-2027. So these are kind of some, some overlap sessions. But again, it's IT ops, um, and it's all about Intersight, Kubernetes, and Terraform again to converge the worlds. All right, next two are going to be on uh, Cisco on Cisco. So this first one's BRKCOC-2001. This is Cisco TrustSec. And Cisco IT's journey to a secure 
remote working experience. Again, I told you the major themes here. We're going to focus on zero trust, right? So this is a great um, a great topic. It's zero trust focused, but it's also a good case study. It's Cisco on Cisco. So this is a real case study of how Cisco implemented zero trust for its user base. So I would definitely highlight this one. I would definitely prioritize this session and, and knock it out because you're going to get so much out of it from a lessons learned and capabilities perspective and also a good understanding of how to deploy and govern zero trust. So our next COC, our next Cisco on Cisco is where's the rubber, where the rubber meets the road, customer zero's journey to multi-site SD access or SDA. So this one's going to be focused on SDA, specifically multi-site. I haven't seen a lot of these um, in my experience, so I think it makes sense to do how would you deploy a multi-site campus uh, fabric? And we want to highlight that. What are the lessons learned? What are the best practices? What have we learned throughout that process? And, and maybe there were some some challenges, right? Were there some challenges or, or constraints? Um, so how do we come around those challenges and constraints? So our next four are going to be data center networking focus, DCN. And this first one is BRK DCN-2003. And it's data center operations and maintenance best practices. Again, another best practice one, but how do we maintain, how do we operate, how do we do O&M work in the data center space? All right, next one is BRK DCN-2453. Cloud network designs integrating with modern compute and storage in the data center. So how do we convert, how do we merge both on-prem and cloud data centers, right? Because the cloud is really in essence a data center. And how do we integrate them between an on-prem compute and storage data center, right? So that's a good use case, good design understanding there for everyone to know. Our next one is BRK DCN-3003. This is Advanced Case Studies on Troubleshooting VXLAN, BGP, EVPN, Multisite. I think I do this one every year. I don't think we get enough VXLAN, BGP, EVPN content out there. So every year I pretty much have this session out there or something very similar. And I think it's something that is hypercritical, my new buzzword, hypercritical for all of us to learn, all of us to understand and, and to work with. Because again, VXLAN, is the underlying protocol between a lot of different software-defined solutions. Uh, being vendor agnostic, it's it's everywhere these days. So if we don't know how to use VXLAN, BGP, EVPN, um, that's a problem, and we need to learn it, right? Especially as designers, we don't need we don't need to know how to deploy it. Let me be very clear: we as designers do not need to know how to deploy the protocol. We need to know how to design the protocol, and one of the best ways is to know how the problems come up with that protocol. When we have to troubleshoot it, what do we have to troubleshoot? How do we fix it, right? That's what that's about. BRK DCN-3004, Advanced QoS Troubleshooting Using Case Studies on Nexus Cloud Scale ASICs. Hey, if we can get something about QoS in here, uh, troubleshooting QoS, I don't know about you, but QoS was always one of my issues. I always had issues with QoS. So I don't do it on a daily basis. And I don't deploy QoS every day. I don't troubleshoot it every day. And so I need these refreshers. I need to go back through and be like, okay, let me go back through the QoS book, the end-to-end -end QoS design arc, uh, book and figure out, okay, what am I missing? What did I forget? And so this is good because how do we troubleshoot QoS? And this is going to be case studies. Now it's going to be focused on Nexus platform and the ASICs, but I think you can decouple it. I think you can decouple the vendor lock in there and focus on the QoS aspects and the troubleshooting around that QoS. 
All right, so our next two are DevNet focused. Yes, we have some DevNet sessions this year in the list. The first one's a BRK DEV, and that's dash one zero zero one DevNet, the power of net DevOps from customers to partners. All right, so I put this in here because I put the DevNet sessions in here because we we need to know how to leverage programmability automation as design decisions and and capabilities that we can provide our customers because they provide a lot of capabilities, a lot of benefit, actually, Um, a lot of return on their investment, a lot of um, reducing of level of effort, uh, a lot of compliance automation, and that's just a couple of things. So this one here is focused on the power of net DevOps, right? So what is the value? What is the impact of net DevOps? And you're going to hear from the customers and partners perspective. So I think that's that's kind of helpful to give you a good understanding of what the impact is, uh, which we've been talking about for months on different shows. And then the follow-on one to that is BRKDEV-2003. And this is DevNet contact tracing using your network as a sensor. So think of this. We're all dealing with COVID and the pandemic. How do we do contact tracing? How do we do contract tracing? And we're gonna we're gonna leverage DevNet in automation and programmability and our network as a sensor to help us with contact raising. The idea is awesome. I love it. So that could be a great use case, a great understanding of how to merge automation into a real, a real, a real world uh, example use case. All right, so our next one is BRKEMT-2102. This is real-world use cases for deploying and operating Cisco SD access. Hey, again, real-world, man. That's all I care about. What is the real-world impact? What are we doing? What are the use cases? What has been done? How do we make sure this is successful? Forget about best practices. I want to know what happened in the wild. I want to know what happened with that customer. What were their pain points? What were their lessons learned? How do I ensure I don't hit the issues that they hit, the problems that they hit, the challenges they hit? And how do I make sure things are successful? That's it, that's it, that's it in a nutshell. All right, our next couple are going to be enterprise solutions. Actually, next three. The next three. BRKENS-203, Enterprise Campus BGP EVPN Deep Dive. So a lot of people don't realize, but you can run BGP EVPN without VXLAN and you can actually do it in the enterprise. So this could be a great use case of some solutions where you want to do some sort of EVPN-like deployment and for the campus side of things. So I think this is good to, to take the protocol, take it outside of where people normally see it and provide a way that it can be leveraged in another place in the network or another non-conformed place in the network and and, and and get it to work. Another example, not highlighted in these sessions, is like Spineleaf architectures. Everyone thinks the Spineleaf architecture is just a data center architecture. And while it is, right, it is a data center architecture, and it's kind of the go-to architecture these days, um, you can actually use Spineleaf in every other place in the network if you want. You can use it in campus. You can use it um, in service provider pod design or pop designs, layer one, level one, layer level two pop designs. So you can use Spineleaf architectures in a lot of different places. It's not just a data center architecture. Our next one is BRKENS-2007, top design questions for Cisco SD access. Hey, if, if we could highlight some design questions, why not highlight them, right? Like this is huge. What are those top design questions that we should all know as network designers, specifically around SD access and campus LAN or campus fabric designs? I mean, whew, this is great. I can't wait to see this session. I'm excited about that. Give me some of those top design questions I can ask all my customers, right? Can you imagine the implications there? You're going to get a whole list of questions 
questions, a run book, if you will, and how to ask them with your customers. That That's awesome. All right, our next one is BRKENS-3000-3000. Lessons learned from deployment of large-scale multi-domain IBM architectures and SDA, SD-WAN, and ACI. Well, that is a mouthful, but the implications are so huge because we're talking about every fabric. We're talking about the campus fabric, the wide area network fabric, the data center fabric. We're just not talking about cloud there. But we're talking about large-scale multi-domain and lessons learned. Of course, I'm going to highlight that one. That's the closest thing that we're going to find to a true enterprise-wide unified network fabric. And so let's highlight it. Let's discuss it. And we should have found one that had cloud in it, but we don't have one right now. We should add one that has cloud next time because that would be huge. SDA, SD-WAN, ACI, and cloud. It's like everything, right? Um, and then we got to add zero trust on top of that. And then we got a full, truly unified network fabric picture. But um, lessons learned, right? Multi-domain, all those different fabrics interacted with one another. Let's do it. All right, next one is BRKENT-1444. Enable the safe return to office with smart buildings. So we all, we all want to go back to the office. Well, I do. I don't know about you. I want to go back to the office. I want to go back to traveling. But I want it to be safe. I want to be safe. I want to know that I'm not going to get sick. Uh, and, and so this one's all about how do we make sure people can return to the office, to the buildings. And we're going to use smart buildings for that. Smart buildings, like IoT-based things. Uh, so that's a good one. That's a, I, I would definitely highlight that one for sure, especially IoT. IoT is becoming such a huge capability, architecture-driven uh, technology framework that we should all know and design for. Next one is BRKEWN-2040. High availability design with Cisco Catalyst 9800 wireless controllers. So I'm not, I, I don't want you to focus on the wireless controllers, the Cisco-specific wireless controllers per se, but I do want you to focus on the high available high availability design, right? The high availability of a Wi-Fi design. And it might just be focused on the Catalyst controllers, the 9800s. But the key here that I'm trying to make is that take what you learned there and apply it vendor agnostically across the board. Our next one's another wireless one. It's BRKEWN-2051. Catalyst Wireless. Optimize your wireless network for real-time and mobile clients. So I don't know about you. I don't do a lot of wireless. I know a lot about wireless. I've done a lot of wireless over the years, but I don't do wireless on a day-to-day -day or even a month-to-month -month basis. It's usually an off case, right? It's usually, okay, hey, we got this huge deployment and it's a campus deployment or it's a stadium deployment or it's you know this large campus architecture, high bandwidth, high dense, high demand. And, and so it's extremely complex. Uh, so this is a good one too, where you're going to do optimize your wireless network for real time, real time in mobile clients. So real time data, uh, there's some a lot of implications there. And then mobile clients, I'm less focused on the mobile clients. I'm more focused on that real-time data, right? How do we get that real-time data from point A to point B? Think video, think voice, anything that requires real-time convert, uh, real-time interaction and getting data from point A to point B. And this is wireless, right? Optimize your wireless for that. Our next one is an IoT session. It's BRKIoT-2007. There we go. Connected and intelligent roadways. So again, here's a good use case architecture. Focus on it. Understand the capabilities of IoT in this architecture and then apply that capability, that, that framework, that architecture to every IoT thing you can think of. All right? Where appropriate, mind you. But we need to know IoT. We need to know IoT. We need to know the architecture and the use cases around IoT. All right, we're going into our optical, our optical 
conversations or sessions. And here we have BRKOPT-1003, Open DWDM Systems and Use Cases. So of course I'm going to have a DWDM session on here, right? I, I just think that's a, a, a loss. Uh, um, I think that's a difficult concept and not many people leverage it, right? It's very niche It's very out there. Not a lot of people do DWDM work. Now, we all probably have a DWDM circuits, but that doesn't mean we actually manage or deploy or implement or know all the DWDM use cases. And so as you're going through your design decisions and you're going through your design situations, if you can learn DWDM and the capabilities and the use cases it provides and solves the problems it solves, then you can leverage DWDM as, as solutions across the board. And think of how you do um, redundant rings, parallel rings, uh, and then your bandwidth. How can you increase your bandwidth? How could you do that on the fly? I mean, this the implications are large. Our second optical session is BRK OPT-2010 Routed Optical Networking Solutions. So I I just picked this because I liked it. I liked the idea of it. I read the description. I read the name. And I was like, hey, a routed optical networking solution. I want to hear all about this. So, you know, you pick that if you want to hear it too. Um, again, it may be something that you need. It may not be something you need. Um, use your, I would say, reserve the right to not take it. Reserve the right to t- not take any of these if they don't fit your your areas of focus. But these are the shortlist ones, right? And this is on that shortlist for sure. So I was kind of on the fence on this one. Uh, it's a security. The next couple are security focused ones. This is BRK SEC for security and it's 2105. This is zero trust for workloads. Now there was a zero trust sessions, zero trust sessions for workloads and applications, pretty much for everything. There's so many zero trust sessions now. And I put this one here, but I kind of was like, maybe I shouldn't uh, because I didn't do the others. So this one's zero trust for workloads. It's segmentation from the remote user to the application, a few simple steps. Because that's what truly matters nowadays, is how do we maintain segmentation and trust for our remote users to the applications and services that they're running? It's no longer the network infrastructure per se. The network infrastructure is the underlying transport. And we sure there's security controls on it and there's going to be security um, functions and availability and capabilities on it. But how do we ensure that our applications and our remote users are segmented, right? And, and are secure and are authorized. All right, our second security section or session, not section, is BRK SEC 2415. And this one is the future of network security is in the cloud with Cisco SASE. Uh, SASE. Uh, yeah, so if you don't know what SASE is, um, I would definitely get up to speed on that. Um, it is pretty awesome. And, and we might have some future shows with some dedicated resources that focus on SASE. Um, so I would uh, I would keep your ears open. But I would definitely focus on the session. If you don't even know what it is, I'm not even going to define the abbreviation for you. So if you don't know what it is, you need to watch the session, right? You need to watch this session. All right, and I think this session actually happens to be a breakout session. There's a couple of them in here. I don't, I don't know them all by heart, but this one happens to be a breakout session, um, a broadcast breakout session. Sorry, a broadcast breakout session. All right, our next three are SPG, which is SP, which is Service Provider. Okay, Service Provider General. This is BRK SPG-2027, 4G and 5G for private networks. Of course, of course. What are we doing? Why are we creating? We need to know how to do this. We need to know the implications of this. 4G and 5G for private networks. Yes, please. 
The next one is BRKSPG-2036. Realize seamless end-to-end application-centric networking slicing with distributed DC fabric and SRMPLS WAN integration. So many words, so much going on here. Realize seamless end-to-end application-centric network slicing. So segmentation, right? Application-based segmentation. But then we're talking about the data center fabric. We're talking about segment routing, MPLS, WAN integration. I mean, it's got it all. Um, for the most part, it's got it all from a WAN um, protocol perspective and, and service provider perspective. So definitely, if that's your area of expertise or if that is your area of weakness and you need to learn some more, I would definitely take that session. Um, yeah. The next one is BRK SPG-2060. And this is another 5G session. So the one, the two of them before, the two before, uh, BRKSPG-2027 was 4G and 5G for private networks. This one is a 5G transport design strategies, considerations, and best practices. So if you're doing any 5G design, any 5G implementations from a service provider perspective, I would definitely highlight taking this session. All right, our last three sessions on this list are going to be customer success stories. Oh, yes. So excited about these. And I saved them for last because of my excitement and passion about these types, this session type. So the first one is what I'm more, more excited about. Riot Games is powering the future of esports with Cisco Cloud and data center technologies. This is identified as CSSCLD-1003. So it's customer success story in the cloud, CLD's cloud. I would dedicate your time to this. This is a broadcast uh, session. Uh, so you have to figure out if you have it and what time it is. But I would definitely focus on this session. And I'm a big video game. I love video games. I love online esports games. I watch them all the time in my free time. And so Riot Games, very familiar with Riot Games, very familiar with esports. Um, I'm extremely excited about watching this specific session. The next one is CSS ENS-1001. So that's again a customer success story and its enterprise solutions. This is how to modernize, sorry, how to modernize your network for the future. So I, I, I was interested by the name alone. I want to see where this is going. I want to see what that future state looks like. What is that future state for me, for everyone, right? Because it's kind of a generalized session and I want to know what it is. It's also a broadcast session. So you're going to figure out what time it starts um, in your time zone. Our last and final, our last and final Cisco Live US 2021 network design session, focused network design session is CSS SPG. So customer success story and it's SPG as service provider general. This is 1012 automation case study for tier one service provider. So now we're taking automation and service provider, large scale networks. Let's just call it large scale networks, right? In tier one, the tier one SP is the, like the largest and biggest service providers you're going to find. Um, and we're adding automation. We're adding automation. This is a case study. This is a real world case study. Now, this is an anytime session. So you don't necessarily need to know when it is. I don't know if it's a page session or it's a free session off the top of my head. But I would definitely, definitely focus on that session. So my friends, that is our list. That is our Cisco Live US 2021 network design sessions listed. All right there, all ready to go for you. 34 sessions, actually 33 sessions, not 34. I have a header in my Excel document here that I'm looking at. So we have 33 sessions for you. Truly amazing. 
go ahead, reserve the right to say, no, I don't need this. I don't need to focus on that, but I'm going to focus on these. Or I'm going to focus on service provider. I'm going to focus on 5G or automation or zero trust. And we had it all. We had it all today. Hey, friends, nerds, geeks, and ziglets. That's going to close out today's episode of the Zigbits Network Design Podcast, where we talked through our Cisco Live 2021 network design session list. Remember, it's a network design focused session list for Cisco Live 2021. Today's show notes will be at zigbits.tech slash 85. In case you missed it, at the beginning of today's show, we have opened up the doors to my network design course. And we're calling it, it's called Designing Network Architectures, Ensuring Business Success. So it's designing network architectures, ensuring business success. If you are interested to hear more about my course and are ready to enroll right now, right this second, visit zigbits.tech/dna. Now, don't forget to use the discount code Best Network Designer because that's what we're going to be. Best Network Designer, all one word, all caps, at checkout to save ten percent. That discount code is good until April thirtieth. Hey, we have our monthly giveaway still going on. Today is the last day of the March 2021 giveaway. Remember, this was a joint giveaway with Dewan Lightwood, Erica Cooper. We are giving away five copies of the Network Warrior by Gary Donahue. That is correct. That is right. You heard it. We are still giving away five different copies. These are going to go to five different winners this month. Check out the hashtag ZigbitsMarch2021 giveaway and to join that real-time conversation on Twitter and get into the giveaway right now. You have only hours left. Uh, the link for all the details of that giveaway is zigbits.tech giveaway. Hey, if there's something you would like us to give away in the near future, let us know. We're always looking for ideas, my friends. So send us a note on Twitter, on LinkedIn. Join the Discord server and send us a note as well. Hey, on that Discord server topic, if you want to have live network design conversations, you want to have some Q&As right now, join the Zigbits Discord community. I promise you it is free and there are a ton of highly skilled experts ready to help you with your network design questions and just to talk and discuss these things. Hey, if you want to join it right now, go to zigbits.tech discord. And again, it is 100% free community. If you liked today's episode, let us know. You can find more Zigbits, network engineering, network design, and network architecture content, including technical podcasts, monthly webinars, YouTube videos, and a dedicated community on Discord. All of this, what I just mentioned, is currently free content. Find all of this and much more at zigbits.tech. You can follow us on Twitter at Zigbits and find us on LinkedIn. Sign up for our free weekly newsletter, the Network Design Digest, filled with the best network design content and network engineering at zigbits.tech newsletter. As always, I appreciate you, and I thank you for listening. Remember, don't forget to attack your goals, attack the day, attack your life, and make progress, my friends. Until next time, bye for now.